Welcome to Retune Radio, a podcast for losing the grip and ways to heal. I'm your host, Megan. And I am David. So tonight's topic is student-teacher relationships and uh, relationships in general. And what sparked this was obviously David and I are married and we are constantly, you know, working on our relationship and ways to improve, um, you know, relating to one another consciously with awareness and growing as individuals, but also as a couple. And it made us think about how uh, we relate to teachers being on the spiritual path or just on on the path that you're on in general, how you relate to people that you look up to or mentors or teachers and how we often put them on pedestals or expect a lot of them, um, but we forget that they're human beings having an experience on earth as well. Um, So David, um, would you like to share with the audience um, just your experience with student-teacher relating? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because, you know, as a teacher, you have like a responsibility for the student um, to show up a certain way. And the student expects a lot from you. Um, And that can almost be something that you might not mean to, but you kind of emit like a vibe that you are up on this pedestal and the student expects you to act a certain way or they look up to you a lot. So you have a responsibility to, to, um, like be a certain way, you know, and to not do certain things. Hmm. So I guess what I'm trying to say is you kind of have to set your, the tone with your student of what the relationship is and let them know what they can expect from you. So they don't get disappointed when you don't have all the answers that they're looking for, but that you also don't give them this false sense of hope that like, you're going to know everything and be able to help them. Because Mm -hmm. like you said, they are just human beings and they don't know what the hell they're doing. Just like when you go to your local doctor, like he might not know what the hell he's talking about either. Mm. He has to find the answer in a book. You know, it's not always just knowledge that's there at the forefront of his mind. Yeah. That makes me think of the whole God complex thing and how sometimes when we have teachers on the path or doctors, as you said, um, we give them like a God complex, like they're all knowing and they're perfect and they're like without mistake. But again, like we also forget in that moment with medical, um, information that they're human beings as well, having an experience and they have only had so many experiences and, you know, they don't know everything. Um, have you had, like, what are some lessons that you've learned with student teacher relationships, both good and, you know, maybe not as I think, comf- comfortable. Yeah, well, I just feel like what I've learned is to understand that the, your teacher is just a person, whoever this teacher is, and they do have good advice sometimes. They have answers to your questions. They can help you through tough times. But ultimately, don't give all your power to them because you need to keep your power for yourself. Hmm. 
if you, you know, just assume that someone else is going to solve all your problems and help you through all your crap, you're mistaken that this life is not about just, like, relying on others to do stuff for you, but it's doing things yourself and taking accountability. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of what I was trying to say before, is that a lot of people look to their teachers to answer all their questions and solve all their problems. And it's like, oh, this is going on. What should I do? And it's like, you can ask for help and like guidance and insight, but ultimately take ownership and you got to deal with your own shit. You can't expect a teacher to do it for you. Mm-hmm. The flip side to that is some teachers come across as if they do know everything. And we have some experience with that. Um, where, you know, this person, this individual will make you think that they have knowledge and information that you need. Mm. And they kind of dangle it over your head a little bit. Or they make you feel stupid if you don't know something that they do know. Mm. Um, so they, like, try to stay in a position of power by, like, withholding information from you. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's more of on the, you know, kind of toxic, unfortunate side of having students is that if you're not careful with your own ego you know things can get out of hand pretty quick and you know i'm sure everybody out there has had an experience with somebody like that before yeah because it's Um, easy it's like ooh, this person thinks i'm great and then you look in the mirror you're like i am pretty great like i know stuff and then you start to think you're like special and you know you kind of start to put yourself on a pedestal and you just it's dangerous you got to be careful and just stay grounded and realize that yeah you're if you're the teacher realize that you're just a person too you know yeah and what we have a couple teachers that we respect and love and if they're listening you know you know who you are and we appreciate you so much and the authenticity in which you you do teach and lead and live and um and one of them said you know always have a teacher like basically always be like learning and growing and have somebody who can basically kind of you know check you sometimes because if you are that type of person who let's say that like you do let things get you let praise get to your head really easily you have you know you tiptoe on that border of you know being kind of in your ego where you think like oh man like I'm so special like I know so many things look at all these people they love me Um, it's good to have somebody that is kind of like hey you know just check that and kind of keeps you level-headed because otherwise you can let all that go to your head and then you can get into that place where we have that experience where there's a lot of manipulation going on and kind of like mind games and you know like our other teacher calls it like fuckery it's like just so much fuckery and so because of that you get real turned off and and what I wanted to say to your point too is like keeping the power for yourself that doesn't mean like feeding your ego that means like trusting your intuition so you know you have a teacher and they tell you this that this is what you need to do and your whole insides and inner being and inner knowledge is saying like fuck no then you you honor that you don't do what your teacher tells you to do just because your teacher tells you to do it and that's where a lot of courage has to come in to say to a teacher you respect or you know care about it's like no that doesn't work for me and I don't align with that and that if the teacher is an understanding person, they'll say, okay, and, and there's always other choices. Like a teacher who doesn't give you a choice, I don't align with all, all the time because there's so many ways to approach something 
And as human beings, we're so complex and not one thing works for everybody. So I think that when you have other ways to go about things and your teacher is as flexible and open, then that's a good sign. But if they're like super rigid and like, no, no way, this is the only way, it's kind of like, well, you kind of, it's like religion at that point or like extremism. It's like, this is, this seems like misaligned to me. That's just for me. Yeah, I feel like it almost goes to that, uh, like the guru concept where, you know, for years and years, people would have a guru and they just, you know, essentially like worship these people and just everything that these people said was, you know, like Bible verses. And while I do think that a lot of these gurus have really valuable knowledge that they've shared In my personal experience, I've never met anyone that I can surrender completely to because I've seen too much, like, bullshit and just seen too much truth. And like Megan said, I've seen too much, um, I've seen too many times that there's other ways to look at things and there's other ways to do things. So I feel like the times have kind of changed and it's more like, get teachers and keep learning, like she said, always be learning, but also keep some space for yourself to listen to yourself and to go inside and find some answers on your own because you can't just rely on others to to tell you the way it is because only you know what your truth is Mm. no one else does and that goes back to the like people say the age of the guru is dead and I, you know, death to me means transition and death is not final, but rather it's like a stepping off point to something else. So what I think that that means, my interpretation of, you know, be like the age of the guru is dead is that you're, you've always been the, the guru. Like you've always had this soul inside of you that has this wealth of knowledge and experience and gift like, you know, so for you to, to really tap into that, somebody can show you how to get quiet and tune into that part mm. of yourself. But ultimately, that work is on you. And that work is something between you and your own soul and your own spirit and your own gift and inner knowledge that you are here on this earth to do, you know, X, Y, Z. And so for me, that was a huge, like, relief because I had, you know, I have... Two teachers that I I admire and I really respect and I get a a lot of um, one-on-one time just, you know, experience that they've been through and experiences and practices that they share with us. But if you were to ask them, like, are you a guru? They would laugh and be like, no, I'm not. I'm just a person with experiences and practices and I'm sharing. Hmm. And that I think is such like an amazing uh, quality in in a in a teacher really somebody who who can say like no because then the person who's like yes i am the guru like yeah, you know be basically aware of those people. you know I, i'm not saying they're all bad i'm not no. saying nothing is all good or nothing is all bad but just you know just make sure that somebody's checking them and there's not like a a power imbalance there because that's when people get hurt and uh, and manipulation can go down and, and you really don't want to get caught up in that web yeah but uh, it makes me think also of what the most important quality of a teacher is, and that is, you know, somebody being a master of themselves. And today, <laughs> David and I are on this, like, really intense cleanse, and we've been about, you know, a month in on it where we're just, like, you know, getting getting right and making sure that our cells are uh, optimal. And with that comes a lot of clarity. And, and we said today, uh, a teacher 
is a true a true teacher is like a master of themselves but most teachers you see are masters of the system in which they operate in and we're like we gotta write that down and bring that up in the podcast you're like an expert at (laughs) what you know how to do but it doesn't mean that you're an expert of yourself right because that's why you see so many teachers that they're still going through it right like you you might be with a teacher and they're like super like emotionally imbalanced or they can be like super harsh or like super mean and easily triggered and it's like they're so they're going through it but they're they are healing and they're on their own time and they're learning on their own time but like they're still going through it whereas they haven't that reached that like you know mastery point um of themselves but they're masters in what they do but they're not masters of themselves so that's really interesting to observe when you're kind of out there you know with your heart open uh wanting somebody to to show you some stuff yeah and i think it's it's fine that that's where they're at but if they try to portray themselves as not being a normal person who's flawed that's where the issue arises in my experience so just you know keep an open mind for that and just notice these things and Remember that ultimately you are your own teacher and the other teachers out there are reflections. Yeah, and and they're there to guide you, but ultimately you have to guide yourself. And before we, you know, change subjects of just talking about the relating with each other, um what I wanted to say about now shifting away from the student teacher relationship but to like you know spousal relating or mm. you know close relating with family or friends is you know people are constantly going to mirror things and trigger you and um you know one of our teachers reminded us you know David's in school for Chinese medicine and working with chi a lot and uh she said that chi is actually a reflection of your relationships and vice versa. So the the quality of health that you have in relating is the quality of chi that you have in your, you know, being. And I thought that was so mm. interesting and almost wanted to make a whole podcast on that basically because well that's kind of I feel like what our whole podcast is about is like just keep working on yourself. Yeah. And then it'll help you in your own personal life, how you deal with others what your relationships show up as, you know? I mean, yeah, because if somebody about. was listening and was like, what's chi? I mean, David, what would you say your definition of, you know, being in school for as long as you have? What What's your understanding of chi? It's like a, I kind of, I hear one of my first semester teachers in my head when you ask that question, but it's like a biochemical energy that runs through the body that's connected to all the different tissues in the body and all the organs in the body and it's essentially like the the electric source within us that gives us life in all things not even just in human beings yeah that's pretty powerful and the and you do certain practices that raise your chi up and builds chi and makes it stronger and there's other things you can do that lower it so find those things that raise it and just keep doing that Try not to do the other shit as much as you can. So imagine, you know, how powerful that sounds, you know, that that's inside of all of us. And then that the relating and the relationships we have are like so closely connected to that. Um, and it's not to make anybody go and say like, oh, well, my relationships are this and that. And so my chi must be low. Like, it's just saying like, that's interesting to look at. And if there are parts of relating that you want to, you know, look at deeper, there's so much out there like, like, ways to communicate, uh, ways to, you know, try to, you know, mostly 
get accepting of certain people that you know are in your family that just drive you crazy and they always have those types of things but mostly for us you know in our relationship it's the communication factor uh that has really changed our game mm. and uh, and also not taking things personally uh because i think when you're with someone 24/7 it's really easy to take every single emotional um <laughs> expression as something personal and and you just really can't do that i don't know how to tell you to stop doing it but you literally just have to be like what's actually bothering you and that's something that we actually said to your cousin when we had brunch with her what's actually bothering you is such a good question to ask your partner when they're going through something like what's actually up because it's not me it's not that you spilled this it's not that you you know the cat pooped on the floor or the kid pooped on the floor like it's what's actually going on and that, that triggered is that response yeah, yeah that is such a good place to start um with that so yeah all right would you like to add anything else on the topic of relating or we pretty much i think that was pretty good hit it? Okay. yeah we hit it all right everybody thank you so much for joining as always, always thanks for tuning in if you have any questions thanks for uh, retuning in hit us up on spotify And uh, we'd love to connect. All right. Thank you. Peace.